to the van life. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together we are FNA Van Life. This is the podcast where every week we bring you interviews with other nomads or news from the nomadic community so you can know what it's really like to live life on the road. And if you're new here, we've been living and traveling on the road for three years with our little dog, Paco. Yes, and we've been in two different rigs. We've self-built both of them. We've been as far north as Alaska and as far south as Panama. Where have we been to? Nine countries at least? Mm, ten? Ten. Ten countries. Yeah. That's pretty good. It is pretty I good. Think, I think we could say that we've been doing it for quite some time, and we got a lot of good information for you, so make sure to check out all the other podcasts as well, and you can check us out on YouTube. Yeah, today's guest is going to help you get on the road because one of the biggest challenges for us, especially getting started and trying to build like a business on the road and make it so that we could sustain life on the road and be able to pay all of our bills and things like that was having good internet. Yeah, it's so important to have good internet so that way you can get all the things done. And Jess from Go Rome has all the setups that you will possibly need. You can look into it, make sure you do your research too, but the things that you might need for your van life adventure so you could work from the road. Yeah, and honestly, it's been such a game changer for us. We have some of the tech that she um, puts these packages together for, especially the Starlink has been game changer and for us. And the Pep Wave. The Pep Wave has been game changer for us. And just the ability to find internet, use you know external Wi-Fi, do all of these things, really makes it possible to have either a career like ours where you're working your own hours and you're your own boss, or even a full-time corporate gig where you need to be online from nine to five every day. It's possible in a van if you have the right setup. The one thing I love about the pep wave over Starlink or uh, SpaceX or whatever you wanna call it, <laughs> I love the fact that the pep wave allows us to pick up internet everywhere and it's only a one-time fee. You don't have to pay over and over and over for it. You could just literally pull up into like in front of a Starbucks or in front of places that have Wi-Fi available, get the password and simply sign in. And you don't have to be in the other space. You could be in your own space taking calls privately. Absolutely. Okay. So let us do a quick review of the week because this one is freaking awesome. Woo. This one is from ELMPBO via Apple Podcasts. Be sure to leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts to be featured in next week's review of the week. So Elmbo says, Frankie and Alex are legit sincere about everything they do, and these podcasts are no exception. Dive in. Listen and learn about living the van life and the community of nomads and adventurers. These two, with their adorable dog, Paco, are the most positive-minded and caring individuals who put action and commitment in all that they do. Ah, we love you. Thank you so much. We really feel love on this end of it. And yeah, the, the commitment that we put to this, it, like... For the longest time, we weren't even getting paid for the podcast. Yeah. Now, just recently, we started getting some advertisement through Spotify. So if you do listen and you want us to get paid, you could just listen on Spotify. But we've been doing this for free for, what, two, two years? years? Yeah. <laughs> and just because we want information to get to you guys. And, you know, for us, we know that if we found information like this, it would be super helpful when we were first getting started. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard when we were first getting started. It's a lot easier today. Yeah, for sure. I feel like there's an overabundance of information today almost. But like Jess says, at the end of this episode, you know, getting more people on the road is really the goal. If we can make it easier for you, we get messages on Instagram all the time about like, we just bought our rig. You guys inspired us to do this. And that makes us 
so happy because we think the more people on the road, the more people experiencing and enjoying these beautiful places, the better the world will be, the happier the people on the planet will be, mm -hmm. and just the better you know, life will be for everybody. The one thing I do want to say is if you do get on the road, please be kind to others and really think about cleaning up after yourself and other people because we want to keep all the places that we go to, you and us included, nice and clean and safe. Mm -hmm. It's all about being a good steward for your you know, given lifestyle, van lifers often get a bad rap or they get lumped in, you know, one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. And if, you know, one van lifer rolls into town and leaves a mess in a huge garbage and blah, 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 whoever saw that happen is not going to be excited to see the next van lifer. Correct. So we always do our best to just, you know, be the best van lifers that we can be so that we're giving a good name to the other van lifers who come after and us. It doesn't matter what country you're in, no matter where you are, be a good steward. All right, let's get into this conversation with Jess. We hope that you guys enjoy. So Jess, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, give everybody like the introduction into who you are and kind of your life on the road and what that looks like. You bet. Well, first of all, I should preface this with saying like, I'm a hundred percent tech nerd, right? So we, we are just, just folks who have raised our family. So my husband and I have been buried for a while. We have uh seven adult children who are all off and doing their things as adults and starting their lives. And so when the youngest one graduated from high school, you know, we'd done like, you know, pieces of digital nomadic, because as I mentioned, we had to like proof of concept, everything. So uh, last year, you know, thank goodness for, um, you know, the pandemic, because it really, although we always sold the technology and utilized the technology that allowed us to travel and work from literally anywhere, it wasn't so widely accepted. So <laughs> thankfully, you know, from a pandemic perspective on the, on the good side of it, it did close down my husband's office. So we were no longer tethered to Phoenix, Arizona. So last year we did like a proof of concept tour for about six months where we went from Arizona to Glacier and back. Um, and worked and zigzagged the whole way just to make sure everything was going to be right. And uh, and then after that, we said, screw it. Let's get rid of all this stuff in this big old house and hit the road. So the kids were a little disappointed, but you know, that's just what happens. <laughs> so we were grateful to be uh, out and on the road. So we've been uh, out since uh, April of 2020 and uh, been running all over the desert. So, so my husband has a very corporate telecom job uh, and he works full time. Uh, in the garage area of our toy hauler. I'm an IT consultant. Then I also started Rome earlier this year because we had solved this problem for us, which was good internet. So yeah, so we're on we're on the road. We've got two dogs, a couple of pug mixes, uh, and we're currently in the desert enjoying the mostly sunshine. Not today though. So I think what's on everybody's mind is that you have seven children. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah, you I, bet. I would not guess that. Absolutely. So we, uh, we have a blended family of seven. So the three older children were uh, my husband's and uh, the younger four were mine biologically. So we blended them all together. They stair step from 19 to 32. We've got uh, four girls and three boys and two grandbabies and a new baby coming in June, which we're very excited about as well. So that's probably been the part, hardest part of being on the road is just away from the family and the kids. Yeah, for sure. It kind of sounds like the Brady Bunch, you know, like you've yes. got your kids coming, he's got his kids. Was camping 
like a big part of you like raising them together or like getting out, adventuring in the explore or outdoors? You know, what did that look like for your family? Always, always. We, you know, several times a year we would load them all up. So, you know, I mean, 10 years ago, that looked like a, um, you know, tents, right? Lots of tents, lots of coolers, lots of, we had a, a like a flatbed. It was like a motorcycle trailer, I think. And we would just pile that thing up. We had a Yukon that would seat nine with three bench seats. So we'd take the Yukon and the trailer in the back and we would haul all of that stuff. You know, thankfully in Arizona, there's a lot of places to go um, just to camp and open land. So we would go uh, and just camp with the kids. And, and it's a big thing for them too. Um, we have one trip that pretty much everybody makes regardless of where they live, which is Memorial Day weekend, uh, usually somewhere in the, the high country in Arizona uh, before it gets too hot. And then, yeah, we've always just camped. We love to explore and hike and just be outside and doing stuff. And when you have that many kids, you look for things to do that aren't super expensive. You know, it costs, it costs 200 bucks to take 10 people to the movies, you know, like we're going to go do some fun outdoor free things and explore and, you know, learn to love the nature. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's amazing to hear that. I'm sure that your children probably have a really big appreciation for the outdoors too, um, which, you know, me growing up as a city kid, I didn't really get that. You know, how do they feel about you guys now being on the road and do they come and visit you while you're traveling to different places? They do. They do. Um, I think, I think they're all okay with us being on the road. You know I mean? They're all adults and, and doing their lives. So five of our seven kids are still here in Arizona. We've got one in LA and one back in Kansas. So they've all come to meet us as we've been on the road for different adventures, which has been really, really fun. So a lot of them came up to see us when we were in Colorado over the summer, you know, they're like, Oh, where are you going to be? <laughs> like, let's see if that's something that falls into our plans that we want to explore too. So we spent a lot of time showing them the the Rocky Mountains and the western slope of Colorado over the summer. And I think I think they're all cool with it. Like these holidays are the first ones we've been on the road. So uh, we'll see how they feel after it. But <laughs> for now, I think they're all OK with it. That's nice. Um, I was going to ask. So you're obviously you've upgraded from the Yukon and some tents. Do you want to <laughs> tell people what you're in now? Could you fit all of your children in your camper? Probably not, but you know, I one mean... or two come to visit, it's probably fine. <laughs> right. We, um, okay. So we started with the tents and all that stuff. And then we, we were in a, uh, like a 23 foot, uh, travel trailer toy hauler. Cause we do carry our can-am all over. Um, and that's what we did a six month experiment with just my husband and I and the dogs last year. We wanted to kill each other by the time we were done. You guys in your van, I think is fantastic, but, but that was not the life for us because we were working like on the phone. Like it's different to be an entrepreneur and to have like more mercy of your own schedule. And my husband has to, you know, do a live cut at like five o'clock in the morning. I, you know, I don't love that, you know, so <laughs> we needed the space. So now we are in a, a momentum. Uh, we bought a 2018 momentum, um, 397, uh, TH. So it's a big, big toy hauler with like a 13 foot garage. And that doubles as my husband's office during the day. So there's a glass door that separates us. And then uh, my office here is actually in like the slide of the kitchen. So it had one of those huge couches and there's just us. So we got rid of that, put in a stand up desk and some other stuff so I can work in it. But um, they can all fit. I mean, we've got like, you know, we could do like, you know, four in the back and maybe a couple up top, but 
they don't want to sleep in here with us. They, they'd rather tent it. Actually, a lot of the kids, when we go out together, they still want to sleep in a tent and on an air mattress like that. They love that experience more than uh, than being in the in the hotel here. <laughs> it is a really beautiful hotel. I mean, obviously thank you. Can't yeah. see what we're looking at right now, but yeah, it looks like a regular home. Like you've got a double wide fridge, a microwave, a TV. Like is that oven. a little um, fireplace under the TV? Yeah. Yeah. I do have a fireplace running by the TV for sure. It's a, like I said, it's a little cool today. So yeah, I mean, it looks like a, it, it's nicer than, than any apartment I had before I bought my first house when I was growing up for sure. So, you know, it feels weird to, to park such a, a, a fancy house, you know, in the middle of the dirt. Right. But that's what we got it for. It just, you know, serves our lifestyle. Well, we love it though. The, the fridge was a must for us because we, we like to be off grid. Like we're, we're just out. I mean, we've got solar, we've got a generator, we've got everything we need to be out for about three weeks at a time. But in the, um, but food capacity was a real issue for us in the, in the smaller uh, refrigerator trailer. Uh, and my dad, who uh, is nomadic in his revel, like, you know, he's, we're like extra fridge and, and uh, food storage space for him as well when he's around, because you just can't put much in that freezer, you know? And, and when we have our family out to have dinner or stuff, like I, I need, I need room for nine in the little, you know, pop-up freezer guy. So <laughs> Yeah, and the rebels especially are extremely small when it comes to refrigerated yeah. We remember traveling across the country with Kevin. It was the three of us. Uh after we sold our vehicle, he like hooked us up with a ride all the way back to Florida. We spent three weeks with him in that revel, three of us and the dog. And I mean, it was a tight space. And just like we ate out quite often, I feel like, because of the fact that we couldn't fit much in that refrigerator. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And I love to cook. So that was just a big deal for me, like making sure that I could have enough food stuffs for being out because I pretty much cook all of our meals out here. I love, you know, on the Dutch oven or on the fire outside, or at least to grill. I mean, I do quite a bit of cooking inside the house, but with a family of our size, you just learn to to cook <laughs> instead. Absolutely. And uh, I've got some food allergies and things as well. So I have to be real careful of where we eat out. Yeah. So uh, it's just easier for me to contain it that way. I was really funny to be in um, I'm not a vegan, but I don't consume any dairy. And so like these tiny towns and like Colorado and Oklahoma and Texas, right? Like, they have vegan cheese and they just look at you like, no, <laughs> you're not getting that here. So I need to be able to stock up on it. You know what I mean? When we're in the city and then keep it with us as we travel. Yeah, oh, we totally get it. We're all the way down in Central America. We're down in Panama at the moment. We've driven all the way down here and Talk about them not having any dairy-free cheese. It is right? abundantly dairy <laughs> down here. That's right. For sure. For sure. I love that area too. I'm super jealous. We're we're working on a, I doubt we'll take the house with us because this is a pretty big rig to travel that far. Um, I really want to go um, back to Guatemala. I haven't been there since I was a kid. I love that area in the rainforest. and Oh, so good. And um uh, perhaps like Nicaragua, somewhere in the, those areas as well. So we've been to Costa Rica. I did a lot of, I spent a lot of time in Belize when I was young um, and uh, in Mexico. And and so uh, it's pretty exciting. Actually, as a kid, I saw pretty much all of the, you know, Central America and the Caribbean and had never seen any of the U.S. So now we're seeing the U.S. And I'm like, oh, I want to go back to the beach, the good beach. <laughs> Wild. So it sounds like you did a ton of travel when you were a kid. And then you just mentioned that your dad was in the revel. So yeah. is, did he kind of like inspire your love for getting into the outdoors and traveling or, you know, was he always nomadic or maybe did you inspire him to get more on the road? Like how did that kind of end up? 
I think it was kind of, uh, well, so he definitely was a big inspiration for me and that, you know, we would spend a lot of time outside, you know, fishing, hiking, just being outside. Like that was pretty much our go-to. If we had some time to do something, we were just going to hang on a lake. We were going to, you know, kayak or, um, or canoe or, you know, whatever we could get our hands on. We really liked to be outside and, and we were outdoorsy folks. Um, he, you know, many years ago sold his business and retired and, and, um, you know, has just been kind of nomadic between, he's got a big trailer on a river, uh, in Wisconsin. And then in the winter, he uses his revel to explore and kind of hang around with us a little bit so we could just see him. So I think that, uh, we do it very differently. He waited until he re retired. And I think with all of the information that we had about, you know, the things he wanted to do that, he was, he was trying to rush to get done before he got, you know, physically unable maybe to do some of those things. We, we looked around and said, why, why, why are we going to, why would we wait? We're healthy now. Like, I don't know why we would need. So it definitely helped us see that we didn't need to, we didn't need to wait because, you know, he had access to everything he needed and, you know, why on earth, <laughs> you know, like you only get so much time. Right. And we spent all of our adult lives up until this point, really this year, um, for our children. I mean, my husband and I are both very young when we started having babies. And so we did everything that we thought we needed to do to give them the best life. And then after they were gone, we were like, you know what we really want to do is not be here. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's go. And it's the first decision. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of guilt in that, I think, from like a mom perspective, like, oh, I'm leaving my kids. They, you know, they don't need me. They're all adults. But it's really interesting because we're kind of in the middle, right? Like from a generational perspective, um, you know, so we run into a lot of like RV parks and very, you know, and, and older folks who are like, oh, you guys are too young to be retired. What are you doing here? We're like, well, we're working in the rig, you know, like that's a foreign concept to that. It's a hard thing to explain to folks that haven't really been there. Um, because we're just kind of in this like middle, middle area, uh, generationally, I think, and it, it kind of catches people off guard, <laughs> So, but we're having yeah. a good time. Yeah. And one of the big reasons why we're here talking to you today is because of the fact of like, we're in a different stage of life now. We're in a point yeah. of life where we can work digitally, where we can be on the road yep. and we have equipment nowadays to be able to sustain that and to capture a signal better. So that way we could have like full working internet like like a house like right now the picture yeah. quality yeah. here is perfectly clear and the audio is perfectly clear um how how do you sustain that how do you make that possible like what are some of the the things that you've learned and some of the packages that you might be selling oh sure um i mean man we have learned so much because first of all like i said proof of concept we tried all the things <laughs> Because, you know, uh, that's just who we are. Like we want to, we want to troubleshoot it. We want to know when it's going to work and when it's not going to work. So we took some um, technology that's not available to most folks. Like we had to become certified um, and it's stuff that we use to create like unbreakable internet for big businesses all over the country. That's what my husband and I've been doing for years, right? Just, you know, not in this way. And we thought, you know what, if that equipment is intended to be rugged enough to live like on an oil rig, right? Mm -hmm. Like it can certainly live in our RV, right? And because we, you know, uh, want so many things hooked up to it, we wanted it to act as much like a home or office network as we could create. 
So that's what we did. We took some enterprise SD-WAN gear, uh, which is software-defined wide area network, which is what most companies and businesses in their sticks and bricks, you know, big businesses use to connect each other. Um, and we said, let's apply that same technology to our RV. So we've got an antenna on the roof, which is super important because it's omnidirectional and it'll catch an LTE signal or a mobile signal from whatever way, right? Instead of, you know, having to um, you know, find that signal and point yourself towards it. So that's a big deal. The antenna is a big deal because you're, you're putting yourself above the density layer of humans, right? So like, uh, you, you're getting a better signal. So that's, that's a, uh, that's one component of it. And then we're using these super ruggedized, um, routers inside the rigs because you know when we store our our uh, vehicle uh for any length of time especially in arizona our friends and stuff it gets really really hot so we needed gear that wasn't going to disintegrate like the electronics in our rigs i'm sure you guys know just aren't built to last you know they're not meant to be shaken and rattled and and vibrated down the road so um and then to that router we apply some special software that says listen my critical applications that i use every day are Google Meet, it's Zoom, it's Microsoft Teams, any kind of voice over IP, any time you're having a voice or video conversation over the internet, it uses a voice over IP protocol. And that protocol is like the fussiest thing to have, right? Yeah. It, if you have any issues at all, that's when you're going to see them and you're going to be super frustrated because you were trying to get something done. So we needed to eliminate that. Um, and so this gear in that package really does that. We've got a few different levels. Um, our, our, um, Wanderer package is for folks that just need one connection. So, you know, like if you're fine in an area where you're mostly, you know, T-Mobile, Verizon, or AT&T, or, or Starlink, depending on what you want to have from that connectivity perspective, then we're going to run our special software and give you the antenna to make that the best it can be. Um, our next option is for like a bigger vehicle. It's called our Explorer package because you can have more people and it's a higher density router. Okay, so one thing people never really talk about is um, the speed of routers. And I know I'm getting really nerdy. I hope this is helpful to the audience though. Right, so perfect. if you imagine, <laughs> if you if you ever had the opportunity to take apart your iPhone, okay? Inside your iPhone is a category four router, okay? Our equipment runs with minimum category seven routers and sometimes a category 20 router. So Oof. speed does matter. That makes a huge difference in how quickly the packets of data get relayed and um, arrive in the right order, which is what lets us have seamless calls. So um, our Explorer package has the fastest router and it's still one connection. But our working from Rome package, which is what most people go, allows us to have like up to four SIM cards. So you could have every carrier on there, turn it on and off. AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile are the three main that remain today, uh, plus a Starlink. Uh, and that's actually how we operate. So we run uh, mostly on our Starlink. And I'll tell you some of our experience and why we do that as well. Um, in addition to the LTE on T-Mobile or Verizon, depending on where we're at. Um, initially, we started out with just, just mobile signal, just the LTE signal. And I could have crystal clear Zoom calls, really, really great, you know, Google Meets, uh, all of that stuff. But I could not get a piece of content to upload to YouTube. It took me like, oh, it was like, it took me 48 minutes to put up like a 17 second clip or something. And I was like, something's got to give. And the only technology out there that gives you like a great speed in the upload is the Starlink for us in the States. So um, we added the Starlink to it. So now 
our, our software is smart enough to say, we're going to use Starlink as the primary because that is a truly unlimited, right? It does get throttled, but Starlink's packages right now, at least, are truly unlimited. And it works great for us during the day because that's not when most people are using it. Most people are using it in a density perspective, like in the evenings to watch shows and stuff. So while we're working during the day, it's it's totally fine. And it gives me the upload speed I need to put content out into the web, you know? Um, and then we have a secondary... Uh, connection of T-Mobile and also Verizon. And what our software does is say, hey, this one's got the best signal for what you're doing. We're going to route it that way, right? So it's a really neat way that um, we've been able to create the network within our RV and for our clients as well. So they can choose, right? So like when I'm working, my computer is on a on a network called Go Roam Work, right? It's all about the work. We got to get it done. <laughs> These are the things we're doing, right? Don't in, don't interfere. But all of the TVs and our you know mansion on wheels here um, are on the Play Network because we only want that to use like Starlink. We don't want that to use our T-Mobile or our Verizon bandwidth because that does get throttled. And any package you have, I don't care who you are or what you think is not in the fine print, that's the way that it works. Um, so that it doesn't eat up that data. So we've just created some really really easy ways for our clients to connect and be super productive in their professional lives and also when they're playing in the evenings and still have access to streaming shows and things like that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it sounds like a super robust like setup. Mm -hmm. um, two things that I'm thinking about, is this something that you need to kind of think of and consider and, you know, incorporate before you're Build, like say you build your own rig or you buy an RV, like is this something that you could add after it's already done or is it something that you need to do before? Because like we have say like the pep wave on the roof and another like mobile booster. So we had to like drill holes into the van and things like that. So and then later on, we added Starlink. And when we added Starlink, yeah. we didn't have a hole for Starlink. And we so. still don't have a hole for Starlink. <laughs> we so. we kind of... Put it in the door and uh, yeah. close the door because there's a rubber piece there that's, you know, it's a, a gasket. It's a gasket. So you're not really mm -hmm. pinching your line. So that that helps. But then we need to take it down every time we drive. And so that's, you know, a consideration. But so, you know, for the package, is it something that you really want to think about pre-build or is it something that you could like add after? Well, I think you certainly can add on. We added it on. Most of my clients have either paid like an RV mobile tech to come out and do it or they've done it themselves. I mean, our, uh, these rigs uh, are, are meant to be, you know, I mean, they've already got uh, penetration holes in them, right? For the air conditioners, for all that stuff. So if you can find the right channel, you can do it that way. But the, you don't have to. They do come with pole mounts. So if you prefer to have a pole mount and not permanently do it that way, that's fine too. Um, and, and a lot of, um, we have some videos on our YouTube page about like how to do some of that installation and whatnot, um, especially with, um, we want to put them like up on a box so they're above your solar panels and that kind of stuff. So there's some best practices about getting the best signal there, but we've had people do both. I mean, a lot of the new RV manufacturers that we've talked to are also starting to, um, not necessarily put it well some of them are putting in um equipment that's not fantastic right that does not work well they it's not doing what they say it's going to do and i'm not going to name names i'm sure you guys have tried them and you're like no anyway you can remove that and put in better gear for one and then the channel's already built for you um and they are doing some with new new channels for uh wiring 
I don't think that's something they ever really anticipated that we were going to use these rigs for <laughs> to have that kind of thing. So, I mean, it's, it's not that hard to install them if you want it permanently done, but um, it just depends on, on what you want. So I've got a client right now who's uh, doing one in a, in a schoolie and uh, he's adding an air conditioner and the equipment at the same time kind of thing. So. So the packages that you sell, say I want to go through Starlink, I would still have to buy the equipment from Starlink as well. That is correct. That is correct. So what's what's what the big difference is going to make if you're using Starlink is okay. So all of our packages, I'm gonna get nerdy for a second. All of our packages include something called Wi-Fi WAN. And what that means is if you're in an RV park, if you have a Starlink connection or you're at, you know, your friends and family, like we're big fans of mooch docking pull on the right and, and using their Wi-Fi and whatever, right? So all of our equipment has that Wi-Fi WAN in it so that you can automatically connect to any Wi-Fi signal that will that you can, right? And then our software will still make it usable if it's usable. Unfortunately, almost all of the um, RV park uh, and campground Wi-Fi has been has has not been fantastic. <laughs> so it's not a great thing. But we use that for the Starlink connection as well. So it's important to know that you have the ability to connect to that. And yeah, so um, from like a you know our gear is all a one-time purchase, and then from a monthly perspective, we do offer a 300 gig Verizon plan for. Uh, $95 and an AT&T one that's much smaller. They're way expensive. But the um, the plan that we uh, offer for Verizon is a, a mobile broadband plan. So it's not just LTE service. So it's business class. It gets a higher priority through the sig- the mm-hmm. cell towers and that kind of stuff as well. So we do that. That's We're not making any money on that. We're doing that just to make sure our clients have some connectivity. If it's something that's out of their reach, there's no contracts for it. Um, a lot of my clients have brought their own SIM cards to put into the gear, uh, and some of them we provide as well. It's really just up to what's best for where our clients are traveling. So like I said, we have all of them. Um, AT&T is probably our least favorite just because it's it's kind of cost prohibitive. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the cost of having all these different services, right? Like, So we had, well, we kind of got rid of our SIM cards, but even down here, we've been buying local SIM cards because you kind of need to get mm-hmm. on the local networks and things like that. The mobile internet sim cards are so much cheaper down here it's like they're ten dollars for like 10 gigabytes or something but the problem is is that the the cost of it is it's cost effective if you're using it but it feels like you use it very quickly because Mm -hmm. if you're on your phone and you put it into your phone you could then use it for like instagram and whatsapp and all these things for free and you don't get charged any data but the moment we put it into the PepWave, for instance, into the router up there, then, and we go and we search Instagram on our regular T-Mobile phones, now it's using it as actual data. It's not it's not seeing it as the application's open and we're, you know, using it for X, Y, or Z. It just sees it as data. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are some settings you can tweak to make that a little bit better. And uh, but yeah, I mean, you chew through that data and this is how we look at it. We paid like a hundred and you know, 50 bucks ish a month in our house, right. In Phoenix, Arizona for fiber, because we needed that kind of connectivity. Um, so, I mean, we're paying about probably 200 bucks to have all the service that we need on top of our gear as we travel. Um, but that's it, you know, it's not, there's no more, um, 
you know, there isn't anything additional on top of that for us. And, and that's what enables this lifestyle for us. I think most importantly, like we would not be able to be wandering around the desert uh, if, if we weren't able to work because we are not, we are neither independently wealthy enough or at the age of retirement. So <laughs> we're just doing it that way. So that's a, that's a, that's a, like our number one budget piece, right. As we're on the road is, you know, where, you know, our monthly expenses are fuel and internet, but that's, that's what makes this life good. Yeah. I think that's kind of like us as well. We have like the car payment, but the internet is definitely something that you think about or their cell phone plans and things like that, that work into it. I would say there's like, um, definitely a spectrum of, you know, nomads to like the people who are, don't even want a cell phone and are just like happy right. to be totally off grid and like, don't want to talk to people and have a flip phone for emergencies to like somebody like yourself who's like or your husband you know full-time corporate job needs the internet all the time kind of thing um I think we're kind of closer to your end you know not all the way it's like a full work week but like we need the internet and we need it to work when we need it to work and you know some of our workflow we can do offline but a lot of it requires like good upload speeds and things like that and so when the Starlink was available it's not available in Panama right now which is too bad so we're just carrying the system around with us it will be any day now but just not (laughs) during our day (laughs) but yeah so having that became like very much a game changer in terms of like being able to get off-grid anywhere um so where would you say your clients kind of fall on this spectrum of like you know probably not picking up many clients from the no cell phone wanderer but right (laughs) are most of the people that you're seeing these like full-time working on the road digital nomads yeah i mean yeah that's that's generally my demographic are the folks that are still holding some sort of like normal job or they're entrepreneurs that are building a business and need zoom and google meet and and that sort of thing so um you know it's it's not for everybody right not everybody needs the gear that i have a lot of folks who are like straight content creators and don't necessarily need um you know, or, or, or programmers that if they don't, if you don't need to have a, a good quality video or voice conversation, then I would say Starlink's probably, honestly, because it's going to get there when it gets there, it's going to have good upload speed, but it's not going to make sure that you have the negotiation for a high quality voice or video call. That's the deal. Right. Um, so anyone who is like at the point where in order to, you know, have this lifestyle, they really have to have that connectivity that's really where we can come in and help them figure out what's best um, in their custom configuration and ensure that they've got what they need. Because again, like it's not, not everybody needs it. There's a lot of folks that, you know, I mean, and it's hard for us sometimes to be like, Oh, we would just want to shut it all down, you know, <laughs> let's shut it all down and go for a ride. Um, but, you know, again, this is our, this is our chosen lifestyle at this point. So, and it's not, you know, it's not inexpensive either, but like I said, for us, this is the way that we, this is the way that we get to have this lifestyle. Is there like a big red switch somewhere that's like, time to shut it off, honey. Let's get yep. that cam in and go. There's literally, there's literally a big red switch. That's exactly what it is um, that we have hooked up to the router and everything. So, you know, I mean, we we have um, solar panels here. And as you can imagine, like keeping the Wi-Fi up and all that, that it, it 
takes about 30% of our battery in a given day if we leave it on all the time. So we installed a big red switch that just turns it right off so we can <laughs> click it out and go. So, and the, and there are times, you know, you talked about our kids and like, whatever, like there are times we'll be, we'll be out of service, like intentionally we'll say, Hey, we're going to be, you know, non, not available for several days, but they're so unused to that. <laughs> But, you know, after a couple of days, we're starting to get, you know, all these messages will hit some service and it'll be like, ding, 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 ding. Like everybody is freaking out because you guys are really off the grid. And we're like, yeah, we told you. <laughs> They're just not used I to I feel that, like there's so. this really, there's this really weird, like thing that happens when you, like, we've experienced this many times you go to a van life event or you're with people or whatever, and you're off grid and like nobody's cell phone works. So everybody's just super connected with each other. You're talking, your yeah. eye contact. So it's like this beautiful space and you don't like you go, you pick up your phone and you say, Oh, this thing doesn't even work. So you put it down and then you keep, you yep. know, enjoying life. And then the moment you drive out of there and your cell phone starts going ping, 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 ping. It feels so stressful. Like, it's like, Oh yep. my God, I have all these messages to answer. I have all these things to do. How do you guys, you know, you kind of just explained, but how do you find this balance between like being connected and, but then also like enjoying being nowhere. The real reason why you got oh, on the yeah. road. The real reason we got on the road. Well, I mean, as I mentioned, we we do a lot of off-roading. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we're we're shutting it off, we're hopping in Can Am and we're gonna go get dirty. Like I wherever we're at, right? We're just gonna go for a ride. I mean, we do still sit. Uh, you know, at night by the campfire, we really enjoy that. My husband, you know, plays his guitar and we just kind of, you know, enjoy the fire and the slower pace of life. I mean, as you can imagine, raising seven kids was go all the time. We were in survival mode for the last like 25 years, just trying to get all the kids to all the places that they needed to be on time and with the appropriate gear was a lot. We were a little burnt out of that, you know? So, so we intentionally here, you know, are taking a slow, a slower approach to it. We read a lot. Uh, we play a lot of card games, uh, like a lot of card games um, and board games and stuff. We love it. We were in um, Oklahoma visiting some family, doing a little mooch docking, and they introduced us to some new games, which we have been super enjoying, like Sequence, which we'd never played. And we picked up the, what's it called? Like Cribbage? Is that what it's called with the little mm -hmm. pins and that wooden board? That's new. So we're learning a lot about different games. We love hanging out with people that, you know, introduce us to different ways to spend some of our time and, you know, just, just enjoy each other and enjoy the nature and the quiet. Yeah. But yeah, we turn it off. Alex and, I, Alex and I are big game nerds. Cause we were like, yep, yeah. we know that game. Yep. We know that game. Yeah. yeah we actually have sequence in the van. Uh, we have yeah. like a bunch of other games. Yeah. We love playing cards. We play cards like pretty much every single day. I feel like, mm -hmm. um, we yeah. play a lot of King's Corner, a lot of King's Corner, uh, and uh, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, just general games. We like, as a family, that's one of the things we did, uh, you know, played a lot of dominoes. We would do a lot of, we have uh, several catchphrases, you know, those little electronic things. They're all dirty and beat to hell because they've been outside for their entire lives of this game that we pass around the fire. So, uh, yeah, that's how we entertain ourselves when when the day when the work day is over, we still shut it down like most folks do. And then we go outside and play. I think we probably just play a little harder than other folks. <laughs> well, and you're already in the place where you want to play, you know, like that's exactly the whole point of being in the RV is that you can be in the desert somewhere. You can be in the forest. You can be in a mountain. You can be at the beach. You could do all exactly. these things, work your full work day and then already be where you want to be to enjoy. Um, I was going to ask do you guys kind of. Do you have to chase the weather at all? Do you do any kind of like, 
you know, obviously you're in the luxury RV, you've got the air conditioning, I'm sure like heating and blah, blah, blah. So you could kind of maybe go most places, but, you know, do you look for places that are weather, you know, enjoyable and, you know, what's kind of like your travel style? Yeah, we definitely chase the weather. I mean, I, while we do have an Arctic package, which is fantastic. It keeps this place pretty warm. We've got a fireplace and, and regular heat with propane, uh, in addition to, you know, three air conditioners on this bad boy, it gets nice and cool pretty quickly, but I don't like to be cold. So my husband goes to great lakes to ensure that we are out of the places that get cold before they're that bad <laughs> because I just don't like it. Um, that's the reason I moved to Arizona in the first place many, many years ago. So we, um, we plan our routes based on kind of like family landmarks, right? We take one big trip in Colorado per year with my brother-in-law and his wife uh, in their camper. So right now we're planning that adventure. That'll be something mountainous, I think probably in Wyoming area. Um, And then we do it based on where we need to be. So we were in Kansas for my mom's 70th birthday earlier this year. um, So we could travel with her uh, and, you know, throw her a big party. We went to you know, visit um, some of my family in Oklahoma. Um, they run a elephant preserve for retired circus elephants. So I went down there to help them for a couple of weeks with uh, one of their big festivals. So we really kind of plan it around, you know, where we need to be. We've got a new uh, grandbaby coming in June. So sadly, we'll have to be kind of close to Phoenix. I mean, I'm excited about the baby, but not about the heat. So we do kind of plan based on you know, what's going to be the best weather. I don't love snow. I grew up from in Kansas and I intentionally left there in 2007 and went to Arizona because I just, I just don't like it. <laughs> so I'm, I've, uh, I've got that thin Arizona blood now. I just can't deal with it. So anyway, um, and even now I have like a jacket on, it's like probably 65 degrees inside my house. I've got a jacket on and like big wooly socks and the fireplace going. Like I just, you know, I like the warmth. That's all. <laughs> That's a personal Uh preference more than anything. But yeah, we love, we're really working on our 23 route. I'm excited for uh, what some things we've got in there, some hot springs. I really want to see some more hot springs in uh, um, Idaho. Uh, We super love, um, there's an area called Lava Hot Springs up there, which is nice. And there's a lot of very more, you know, less kind of commercialized hot springs. We're going to check out Uh, New Mexico. We stopped in um, that Rio Doso area and through the consequences in New Mexico on our way out here, we want to go back there. So, you know, it just kind of depends on who's got what going on. Cause that's, we, we, we forced everyone to live around our structure for so many years with the kids and everything we had going on that now we're like, what do you got going on? Maybe we'll come out. <laughs> it's a very different, uh, approach to life and being what we want to be at this point. And it's almost like an opportunity for you to give people your time now rather than them coming and giving you theirs, you know, like a very giving thing. And it's very quality time, right? Before we'd be like in in a rush for whatever event there was and then we're out, right? Now we stay everywhere we go at least two weeks minimum just from a, uh, you know, getting the house set up and tearing it back down and moving it perspective because that diesel fuel is still pretty pricey. So (laughs) until that comes down a bit, we definitely won't be moving more than every two weeks. So at each, I, I think we probably get much better quality time with all of our family now because we're we're in a better place, right? Even if we're working during the day, we're open for dinner, we're in their area. It makes a big, big difference in that. I think we totally agree with the quality of time that you get when you're living nomadically. Yeah. Like same with us when we go visit people, it's for like a week or two. You're there every day. Like even if you lived in the same town, you probably wouldn't see them as much as you do when you show up in your camper van. You know, right. Um, 
So obviously when you're staying with family and things like that, you could always like steal their Wi-Fi or like things yeah. like that. Mooch dog. Um, Mooch dog. That's in- our favorite. Yeah. But so when you are off grid, do you have to really think about, you know, planning ahead of like, are we going to have service? Are we not? I know a lot of people that we know that are kind of full-time workers on the road. They'll like plan it. So they're traveling on the weekend. They get to a spot on Sunday. They check the internet connection. If it's not good enough, then they got to move somewhere else. And they got to like do this whole dance of like, okay, if we put the pole up 10 feet, like, can we get service? Can we not, you know, like, so for you guys, is it this, you know, dance of like, you know, okay, we're off grid and we love this spot, but like, do we need to like move or do we need to find better internet or like how, how is that dance for you guys? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we, um, you know, we used to make sure we were planning our routes along like major highways, right? Because you're, you're pretty, you know, uh, not that we would stay right near the highway, but you know, you look for the bigger cities and that kind of stuff for a better, um, insurance of having some LTE coverage when that was our only option. I mean, since we added the Starlink, we've been able to be anywhere we wanted to be. And I don't think that'll be as, as big of a burden in our planning as we go next year, but we also have like major backup plans because we're nerds like that. So like our, we, we went to the, um, uh, coral pink sand dunes in, um, uh, Utah. And we got there and, you know, we're, we're, we're using all the resources available that say there is Wi-Fi. The user experience was like, yeah, there's what, you know, whatever we get there. No, it's not. I mean, it's, it's, it works, but every 10 minutes it kicks everybody off. So they've, they've, you know, programmed their equipment to only let people be on there for a certain amount of time or a certain amount of usage. And then it kicks everybody off. And, you know, that was an area that we were like, okay, well, that campground has Wi-Fi. So we didn't have our, you know, major backup plans. This was last year. And so we actually wound up, so our, so we have like two plans. So number one plan is everything works great <laughs> in the house as, and we don't have to do anything, right? Like that's always the best case scenario. Our B plan is we we take our router because it has um, antennas on it. So, you know, we just disconnect it from the antenna on the roof. We take our router drive you know we've got like an inverter in the to change the electric current in the truck and then we just drive until we have signal and then we have often sat in the truck and worked all day if we needed to depending on what it was um in that particular instance (laughs) we wound up driving to canab which has a beautiful city park by the way uh with great lte signal and actually power like at the pavilions and the thing so we sat there all day (laughs) for three days and worked from there so we always have a backup plan um, part of the reason we're, you know, in a a, a trailer versus a, a drivable, you know, big diesel pusher RV or whatever is because we wanted to be able to say, like, if we just need to go, we just need to take the truck and, and you know, head out in somewhere. So we've definitely gone through all those backup plans. This year, with the Starlink plus our LTE service, it will be less important in our planning. Um, and, and we're really looking forward to spending more time in the Rockies. You know, we were kind of limited to where we were able to stay in that like Gunnison, Colorado area, which is so gorgeous, um, because there was only service on like one side, but we really wanted to be over there. But now that we've got the satellite, we'll be over there. So I think, you know, for us, it'll be less important as we plan. And, and, you know, we've got, I think our biggest concern right now, when we look at just, you know, boondocking is, is the amount of fresh water. That's our biggest thing. Um, because we've got, we run out of fresh water before really anything else, all of all everything else is good. So that's really what we're being very considerate of at this point is making sure we can, you know, not have to, we want to use all the water we brought, but we don't want to run out either. You know, it's, 
<laughs> you should see the spreadsheets we have on like how much battery, you know, how much charge we get from the the solar panels versus, you know, how much water we use when we're both shot, you know, like it just changes your habits based on where you're at a little bit. But uh, we definitely don't worry about internet now, which is nice. So. That's amazing. Uh, so if there was some other people that were about to get on the road or really wanted to get on the road, what would your words of advice be for these type of people? Ooh, man, I would say, and this is going to be like super kind of unconventional, but I think it's one of the things a lot of people don't talk about is like, be comfortable with what you're going to lose by choosing this lifestyle. Um, it's, it's not about, you know, like you still stay connected with your friends and your, but the support system, the, the, you know, oh, I just need to run to the store real quick. Like consider the things that you really are giving up for it. It's a million percent worth it in every way, in, in my opinion. Um, however, a lot of the burden of our lifestyle is on my husband, right? Like I would say, make sure that one partner is mechanically inclined in some way, <laughs> so make sure you know that's a big deal right like there's always something breaking that needs to be fixed or whatever and then also just you know kind of prepare yourself for people not understanding uh why you chose this lifestyle or what it means to you it's just it's just unconventional enough i think that a lot of folks don't really talk about you know the the impact of going on the road full-time really I have one last question. This is like yeah. a question that we are, I feel like we should start asking because I feel like we don't ask this one that often, but what does like your ideal camp spot look like? Like explain that to us. Ooh. Well, I can, I can just tell you what it looks like out my window right now. And uh, if it weren't raining so hard, I'd show you all, but our ideal campsite is, is mostly by ourselves. <laughs> So that we have room to run and somewhere either in the mountains or the desert or a beautiful landscape where we can walk outside, jump in our Can-Am and go get dirty. Like that's our ideal campsite is, is kind of alone. We've done some, we've done some things in like RV parks and stuff. We don't fit in well there. So that's not our, that's just not our, our bag. We want to be out by ourselves. That's why we chose it. We left the city for a reason. So our ideal campsite is number one, mostly alone. Number two, in an area where we can go off-roading very easily right from camp. Mm, I, love that. I love that. I feel like we could have a whole conversation about like the RV community and like versus boondocking. Well, and, yeah. Or, oh like, yeah. How to fit in. Cause like, you know, like you're saying, it's hard to fit in an RV park and we have never felt very comfortable in an RV park at all. You know, there's obviously some people who that's their ideal spot. Right. Sure. Um, but you know, especially having the big, you know, trailer and things like that, that might Hookups. be, you know, people might look at that and think that you spend most of your time at the RV park, you know, but that's not necessarily what it has to be. Right, for sure. And I think too, like, you know, especially for us, I think we we pull into an RV park and we start setting our gear up and they're like, oh, what do you guys do? And we're like, I always say just, oh, we're tech nerds, right? It's long, it's long. And, and I get nerdy when I talk about it. So I'm like, oh, we're tech nerds. Their first question almost 100% of the time is, oh, can we steal some Wi-Fi? Like, well, probably, but can you let us set up our rig first? Like, you know, <laughs> and, you know it's just exactly like, you know, when there's a little, got a little bit of foreplay before you ask for my Wi-Fi, you know, we gotta, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, something you know, give me a drink or something first. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it's um, so it's just interesting for us to to be in those environments because I think we're in a weird age bracket too. So it's it's interesting. Well, I can't wait to meet up with you guys on the road someday. Hopefully yes. we can find 
you know, some wide open space where we can bust out the carb table and whoop your ass. Yes. <laughs> it's on. It's on. <laughs> this has been so lovely. Thank you guys so much for having me today. I hope that it's um, helpful to the audience. I'm here to answer any nerdy questions. Uh, like I said, outside of this, I'm an IT consultant. Um, you know, Go Rome serves this community very specifically. And, and um, but I'm, I'm a real nerd. So, you know, when it comes down to questions about security and gear, a lot of my clients are, um, you know, in the healthcare working remotely, if there's any kind of cyber questions, I'm here to help the, this community grow because I see, I see us as the change in, in that we need in, in the world specifically, right. Um, we got to make it easier for people to live the way they want to live and not throw them in a box all the time. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Just being able to be out on the road and see things uh, from an up-close perspective definitely changes your train of thought and how you really feel about the world. And that people yeah. out there are really beautiful and nice. And uh, so I yeah. agree. I think that we are the change in the world. And to be able to show people out there is an opportunity for themselves in this space uh, because they could have internet and they could work from home is uh, one of the ways that we could definitely do that. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. It's been a real pleasure. I look forward to talking to you all again soon. Sounds Likewise. good. Too. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. Love it. All that.